Hey, what is up, voice community? I'm your host here, Charles, for this podcast episode. And I know we voice a lot of uh, business owners and content creators and different brands in here as well. But when it comes down to business or just in life in general, I try to cover varieties of, of topics that can help different brands and creators and, and also whoever's listening that, that can be uh, that can find value out of this podcast. And, you know, one of the other important things that I feel that is important to having a topic is like the topic of finance. Like often that's something that's dismissed and or maybe not as um, talked about in the family gathering just because it's, it can be such a sensitive topic, you know, or maybe it's just too much data to involve. So I actually met this guy. Um, he's the owner of JSS Financial. I met him at one of my clients' event uh, collab district, and I have the honor of bringing him in here to get to know a little bit about his business and how he helps out other businesses and other individuals as well. So I have here Byron Enriquez. How are you today, By Byron? Good, man. How, how are you? Thanks Good. for having Good. me. No, for sure. Thank you for being here. I know uh, I just came back from L.A., it's a bit of a drive, and you're coming out from Agora Hills. And Agora Hills, yeah. So yes, a uh, little bit of a drive. Uh, uh, spent a lot of time in LA as well, so it's one of my favorite places to be. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you came in here, and it's not raining anymore, so that's nice. Because <laughs> if it was raining and I was driving out from LA, I would have been like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it would have taken us a couple of hours. For actually. sure, for sure. Well, why don't you why don't we start off with a little bit about your background, Byron, so that for any listeners they get to know where you're coming from and what kind of conversations we're going to have from this podcast episode. Yeah, no. So, um, like I said, again, appreciate you having me on. Uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it's always my pleasure to come out and share with people and talk a little bit about my experiences and what I've done. Um, I've been in, in the finance world now for, wow, I want to say close to 25 years. Wow. Uh, maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, so I got started when I was four years old. Really? Uh, obviously, no, <laughs> no, no, uh, you know, it's a joke. Uh, yeah, it's a joke. Um, but yeah, I've been in the finance world for now about for about 25 years. Uh, I've done a little bit of everything, done the banking world. Um, one of the, the biggest things that I did for a long time was uh, foreign exchange trading. Oh, wow. So forex. I was in the, yeah, Forex. And I, so I was in the securities world, did a lot of that. Um, eventually, that kind of uh, spurned um, spurred a, a, an interest in my life and ended up going into the into the real estate side, okay. uh, the real estate finance side. So nice. just spent the last oof, 20, 20, you know, close to 25 years now um, focused on real estate finance. Okay. Cool. So, you know, for the last couple of years, I've owned a couple, couple of different businesses, started them, sold them off, did a couple of different things uh, to grow. Um, I've also worked at a lot of the big, uh, lenders in the country, mm. uh, ran their whole platforms, ran their whole sales teams, ran their operations. Really? Okay. I'm excited to dive into that aspect as well. Cause like, you know, you're not just running a financial company, but also you're help train people as well right? yeah so, so that's that was uh the biggest uh platform i had uh you know a few years back one of the last corporate uh jobs i had mm. um i ran this credit union and i ran their sales department so i took uh an organization that was doing in our industry we were doing somewhere around uh well i can't remember the numbers anymore 40 to 50 million dollars in business a month mm -hmm. um and within five or six months of me being there i cut their staff by 75 percent um, and increase their business to over a hundred million dollars okay. a month. So uh, I reached a milestone there at that credit union, which had never been done. Mm -hmm. I was able to be the first person leading the charge, and I got them to a billion dollars in business a year. Okay, 
Gotcha, gotcha. So so now with JSS Financial, what is the primer primer uh the primary objective for you guys to work with? So yeah, so I took the experience and the knowledge that I've had mm-hmm. the 25 years in the business, you know, and helping grow companies, helping build sales teams, uh, teaching people how to, you know, grow a business, how to how to finance properties and do all these things. Um, and we created a platform that's meant for for the self-employed. It's meant for business owners, meant for okay. uh, real estate investors. Nice. Um, and based on our relationships, and we do all forms of, of real estate finance, right? So we do residential, we do commercial, we do construction, ground up construction, we do rehab loans, we do development projects, land, um, industrial, uh, cannabis. You know, we do a little bit of everything that mm. has to do with, with real estate. Uh, but what, what we specialize in is we specialize in what are called private loans. Okay. Um, so our loans are not uh, your typical bank loan, right? Even though we we do all the re- regular residential, we do all the government loans, we do all the traditional stuff, and we have right, an right, avenue right. for that. Ninety eight percent of our business is private, so meaning mm-hmm. you come to us for a loan. Um, I underwrite it. I look at the co- I look at the values of the properties. I look at uh, compensating factors, and I'll put together a package, and I sell that to an investor, a private investor that will fund your loan. Okay. Right. And we you can usually get them done in, you know, seven to 10 days. Nice. We, you know, without a lot of the red tape that a, a bank would have. Hmm. Okay. So it seems like you make it easier. You make it more accessible for investors and upcoming business owners as well. Or maybe it, it, businesses that want to expand even more. Exactly. And, right? that, and that's and that's what we'd say. You know, if you go to our website and, you know, it's our it's our trademark, it's our, our taglines. It's we're red carpet concierge service, right? Oh, wow. We're, 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 we like to tend to a business owner who doesn't sometimes, you know, on tax returns, you know, you're filing a lot of exemptions and you're you're writing stuff off. So your, your tax returns don't look as solid. For sure. Even though we know you have solid right, income. Right, 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 right. Right. So we've created programs and we work with investors to create programs where that's not, uh, uh, we're not focused on that. We're focused on the asset. We're looking at the value of the property. We're Mm -hmm. looking at your ability. Um, What's your game plan? What's your exit strategy for that? Okay. So we help business owners, you know, obtain properties, buy commercial space. Mm. um, But also our our big focus is real estate investors, right? If you're investing in real estate um, and you want to finance a property without all the red tape, be able to close same as cash in a couple of days, we can even finance a lot of your repairs. So if you're looking to flip a property, we can do Interesting. that. Interesting. So what would be the main difference with going something from a bank with a private loan? There's a lot of them. I mean, a bank. The main ones that you yeah, probably Yeah, can. so I mean, the, 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 the main focus of, of a bank is they um, they go through, they have to abide by certain certain guidelines that the CFPB and certain regulations that the that the government has set for for them, meaning there's an ability to repay, meaning they have to check your income, they have to check your tax returns, they have to check your W twos to make sure you have the ability to pay back that loan. Okay, right? Uh, they're looking at your credit history, they're looking at the collateral, they're looking at your capacity and how much you can handle based off of the debts that you already have. Nice, right? We don't look at that, right? We're looking at your yes, your ability to pay, but but just by saying. You know, how does this property cash flow? You know, is it rented? You know, how much is a lease for? Mm-hmm. We're looking at those types of things. Uh, we are looking at your credit a little bit. We're right, not right, heavy right. on the credit. Um, main pro- main thing is we're looking at what's your exit strategy? Mm-hmm. Is it a property you're going to sell? You know, we're, what's what's what, how much profit is it going to be in that property once you sell it? Um, are you looking to refinance out into a more traditional loan? You know, what's the likelihood of that? So we're focused on that more um, than your tax returns. Okay, so it seems like you, you you also look at like how you guys can best fit with these uh 
businesses or investors in there, right? So you you've been in the financial industry for a while. What made you transition into this? Um, I, I, for me, it was a natural progression. I think you know, at least I say so, right? It, it's it's I I tell a story a lot that hmm. um, being Hispanic, coming from a from a first generation immigrant household, um, right. you know, my parents worked very hard. Um, but English was not their first language, mm. right? Um, and I and remember- you were born here? I was born here, okay. yes, but my parents were not. They immigrated here, you know, back in the 70s. Um, and, you know, as much as they worked hard and, you know, they still didn't, English was not their first language, so they still struggled um, with some of the contractual stuff and some of the things. And, and I know a lot of, um, you know, uh, kids, I don't say kids, but people like my, my generation who have come across that where your parents give you paperwork and they say, hey, read this for me and translate it. You know, and I, I, I still remember, I, you know, it just made an impact in my life. I was maybe mm. 12, 13 years old and my dad was refinancing his house mm. um, and he gave me a set of you know, loan paperwork. And I think he was just trying to share with me a little bit, but he was like, hey, read it and, oh, and that's tell pretty me. Cool. And I remember it stuck with me. Um, I, you know, and then growing up, I got into finance and, you know, just being in, in, in banking and, and, you know, numbers kind of make sense to me. Uh, I always tell everybody I'm just I'm just a nerd, you know. Like I, I love spreadsheets. I love cool. reading cool. about uh, you know doing financial analysis on companies and things of that nature. Right. Um, but and then I also had a lot of family in real estate in mm. the real estate world as real estate okay, agents, okay. you know. And they had said, hey, you know, you should try real estate. You should try real estate. You should try real estate. Um, and I got my license. I went out, sold my first house, and I said, uh-uh, this mm. is not for me. Really. You know, driving people around. Uh, you know, showing them a house and this and that. It just, I'm a numbers guy, mm. right? And, and that part of it, it just wasn't clicking for me. Um, and then I had a mentor uh, back then, uh, older gentleman who was in commercial real estate. And he said, well, you have a finance background. Why are you trying to sell houses? He goes, hmm. why, why are you just not focused on the finance of that property? Mm. Right? You have your license. You can get into that business. And I had, at that time, I didn't really know too much about it. Um, and I just jumped in and I, you know, quit my job, Forex trading at the time. And I got a job as a loan officer at a mortgage company. Okay, cool. So then when you started to transition as a loan officer, what, what did that journey look like for you, F? It, it was hard. You know, um, I got in, wow, like I said, about 20 years ago um, where it was busy and the time was busy and it was, you know, there was a lot of business going on. Um, but I went to work for a company that um, had no training. No, okay. it was like the, you had a license and you had a pulse and they hired you. <laughs> what, what, what year was this, if you want me to ask you? Uh, well, I said 20 years ago, so two, uh, two, okay, uh, 2003. So before the two, first financial crash. Yeah, okay. 2003, 2004, gotcha, gotcha, right around gotcha. that area at that time. And I started working in the business and, and, and I, so I go, you know, I come from the corporate world. I'm coming mm. from the big banks, you know, where you go through HR and you go through this and your hiring process orientation. Sure. And I get hired by this mortgage company and I come in the first day expecting... HR expecting orientation and I get put in a little cubicle with eight other guys and a phone and he said go get loans (laughs) and I said okay not really sure what to do with that you know Um, and I went to his office and I was like where do I get loans from yeah and he got mad at me and just pretty much threw a spreadsheet at me and said here call these people and I said what do I tell them he's like just (laughs) ask them if they need a loan Mm. So for the first couple of weeks, I sat there and I made calls and I said, hey, sorry to bother you at dinner, but do you need a mortgage? Mm. And I got hung up on hundreds of times. 
Okay. I'm sure you know? other mortgage officers or and, realtors you know, but, know this but, process. And then, you know, eventually, I, you know, I, I listened and I mm-hmm. spoke to my coworkers and um, I got recommended a few sales movies and I started doing that. And like I said, I'm a nerd. Like I really dove deep and I started learning and learning and learning and learning. And by, I would say maybe the fourth or fifth month there, um, I was alternating between being the number one or number two producer in the wow. company. You know, because I learned it, it because I, my style has always been not salesy. Mm-hmm. It's always been more education and teaching right. people and under, making people understand that I knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that spurred another, spurred another passion in me, you know, going into this business where in this business and in most sales uh, organizations, right? there's not a lot of training involved, right? Um, yeah. For the main, for the for the simple reason, I think it's it's because of competition, right? There's you know people think, oh, if I train you to be a good salesperson, you're gonna take my business away. Yeah, scarcity right? mindset. Yeah. Yeah, that scarcity mindset where where you're you know in these businesses you're commission guys, so mm-hmm. so you know so it's it's tough of that. So, you know, and and the business has evolved, and now a lot of big organizations are hiring a lot of these sales trainers and doing this, um, but that created me that that caused you know a, a, a desire in me to educate people um and along my career i've developed some some training tools and i've developed some sales mentalities and some sales techniques where i've taught um and that's what i took i took to a couple organizations that i was with and we were able to double production and, and increase just based off of some of the tools and stuff that that i that i brought up okay so you have a lot of experience as well with leading and understanding the markets in a way that you can expand and you, you said yourself right you've taken other banks banks credit unions yeah mortgage companies and i've grown different organizations how did yeah. you get to that point like like what what was it to the point where you're like oh dude like we, we can trust byron to to help us construct our organization so that we can pivot in, in a more positive direction uh, honestly I, I don't know why anybody trusted me <laughs> you know uh, i don't you know? i always ask people no like, i know yeah no, you're you right know? you know and, and i think i think the first um you know i, I got I mean, set up as a manager you know first i you know you started from the bottom okay. you know and you sell and you're a good salesperson and you do pretty well and and i actually wrote an article about this from one of the uh, mortgage magazines a few years back is that most sales organizations or mortgage companies for the most part mm-hmm. they take their top producing salesperson and they turn them into a manager mm. but they never teach them how to manage okay that makes sense because they assume you know how to sell you're a good sales guy you're a good mortgage person you know how to teach people that no it's and you don't skill. it's a whole different skill set you know so um so so that's what that's but that's what happened to me i was a good salesperson top guy they promoted me to be a manager and i started managing and i didn't really know what i was doing really so I, again, I dove deep and I started studying and I, I hired a mentor myself and wow. I started taking courses. And so you're an invested student. Okay. Yes. Oh, like no, that. I'm, I'm <laughs> invested or obsessive. One <laughs> or the other, you know. It has to. One of them has to come out. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, that's me, right? That's when I'm like passionate about something. I dive deep into the point where it's just it's a lot, you mm-hmm. know. So I did, and I started, you know, talking to people and, you know, speaking to people at other different organizations and seeing what worked and what didn't work. And I went to seminars and I did all of that and I took some stuff from it, made it my own and kind of put, put the spin on it, you know, where, where I was able to, you know, create something that, that made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only at the organization I was with, I was able to teach people how to manage, which in turn taught people how to sell. Mm. So that those techniques help the business grow. Well, because I imagine, right? If you if you learn, if you learn how to manage, because you duplicated your skill, you 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 can duplicate your volume, 
right? So then, and, and that's, that's exactly what we did, right? That's that's like that the way you talk about it. That's in a nutshell. That's my secret sauce in mm-hmm. sales. Is that it's 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 you have to pick. I call them activities, and it's something, but it's it's duplicating it. And again, the being the numbers guy that I am, I always I put a success rate or I put a number behind everything, mm-hmm. right? So it's like whatever you're doing, there's a metric behind it, so you can duplicate it as many times to get the result that that you're looking for, right? Right, right. You know, it's like, like for example, like you can say, I, you know, if you want to make a hundred dollars, but you know this activity only makes you one dollar, mm-hmm. how many times do you need to do that activity? Right. You need to do it a hundred times. For sure. Right. But some people have the mentality where I still want to make a hundred dollars, but I'm only going to do this activity 10 times and hope for a different result. Mm. And once you figure that out and it, it changes your mentality and it changes your approach to sales and it changes your approach to how you work in this business. Interesting. Have you always been a, con- a conversation? I don't even know if that's a word. Like someone who likes to talk to people and build relationships? Because oftentimes from my experience, Finance and sales don't go together. <laughs> yeah. So funny you say that. I tell people this and people don't believe me. Um, I'm an introvert. I'm okay. Most finance people are. <laughs> I'm extremely shy. Yeah. I if my natural if I go to a party, you know, a cocktail party or something, my natural inclination is to go stand in the corner by myself. <laughs> that's that's me. Uh-huh. Right. I've forced myself over the years outside of that mm. to do that to, you know to go out and speak i you know i've spoken in front of groups of 500 people right you know i get up on stage and i'll speak and i'll do this and i'll do that um but that is a hundred percent outside my comfort zone mm-hmm. this doing this is a hundred percent outside my comfort zone but you, you sound natural doing it i, I appreciate <laughs> it i appreciate it but it's, it's taking a lot of work mm-hmm. and it's taking a lot of um me convincing myself gotcha gotcha gotcha, know, gotcha because like i said my natural inclination is 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 i'm just i you know by myself and I'm quiet uh, you know I do that and yeah because like I said I'm a nerd I'm, I l- love numbers and right. spreadsheets make sense to me and things of that nature right and you know? and, and a lot of business owners too I, I see them trying to do things especially when, when we're creating content like they don't want to get in front of a camera right or or do things out of the ordinary like what 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 was your motive or like motivation to change all that like you could have just said you know what I'll just stick to my numbers Stay, do do whatever I do, and then maybe someone will find me. You know, some of it has been has been uh, a necessity. You know, uh, you know, you just had, had to. You had to have kids, and you know, wanted a better life for us. So saw some opportunities, and mm-hmm. I pushed myself to do so. So some of it was that. Some of it was luck. You mm-hmm. know, some of it was I fell in some opportunities, and I just I had to figure it out. You know, I had no choice. Right, so it's not, it's not like you're too perfect to be true. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Believe me, look, I, I've I've done I've worked my ass off. I've worked hard. Mm-hmm. And I've done a lot of things. Um, I've also failed miserably at things. Yeah. So you know? I was gonna ask about that. Talk to us some someone like your your failure moments that like made you like pivoted your life or create a whole 180. Well, yeah. Look, so I mean, like I said, I've been in this business for 20, 20, you know, over 20 years. Right. Um, so I've been through the crash. Hmm. I went, I was, I owned another mortgage company back in 07, 08, um, you know, where, where I had a hundred something employees, you know, we were doing a ton of business. I used to advertise on the radio. I was voice on the radio. I did. Oh shit. Yeah. I did a ton of stuff like that. And (laughs) you know, we, we were, we were busy and we were doing some crazy, Absurd. The time I, I was picking up my daughter from school today and talking about some of our stories, and this was a little bit before she was born. 
um, some of the stuff. And I was like, you know, some of the things we did and spent money in certain stupid ways. And she was like, wow, when was right, that? Right. And, you know, but it was a different time, right? And we, we things were booming and things were, you know, firing all cylinders. And, we, you know, it was a lot of things were, were happening. Um, but then the market crashed, right? And, and the story that I tell people is this, is that back then we were doing a, a we were we were busy and we were pretty big. Um, we got approached by a big lender, a big bank at the time, um, to to pretty much pilot a program here in in the West Coast in okay. California. So we were doing this program um, that eventually became a big program, and a lot of lenders started doing it. But we were doing a, a variation of it that nobody else did. Mm. Um, so we were doing a lot of it, right? Um, to the point where, and this is going to get into the weeds of of the business, but I'll, I'll kind of keep it very light. Um, we would fund loans on warehouse lines, meaning I had a big line of credit mm. and I funded the loans on this line of credit, any mortgage loans, and then we sold them off on the secondary market. We sold them to this, these different banks. Okay. Right. So that's where my securities background comes in. Right, right, right. I was able to set up these opportunities where, you know, I lend out the money on, on my own money pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, and then I sell it at a premium to mm. a bank. Right. We had uh, forward commitments from these from these lenders because they said, "Hey, if you, if you sold this product with these guidelines, we pretty much guarantee that we'll buy them from you, right?" So there's not a lot of risk. But to the point where it was one time, I had I think it was I don't remember the exact numbers. It was about twenty five million dollars worth of loans hmm. that I had done on my line of credit. Wow! Right? And How does that, that even work? How do you even build twenty million dollars of loans under your name <laughs> i guess i had 100 employees we had a call center okay, we were advertising okay, okay. on the radio like i said it was we were and that, that, that's mm-hmm. we would do that we were doing probably 50 60 million dollars a month in business okay so that was normal for wow. us that was normal for us mm-hmm. right um but then i remember you know doing having these 25 million dollars worth of loans um on, on our line of credit meaning i have to pay them i'm responsible for that money right right and then you go to sell these loans to somebody else they buy them off of you at a premium. You make some money, and that's the the way, that's the way the business works, right? So we did have we have these twenty five million dollars worth of loans that I, that I, that I've done. I went out. I had a guy who sold our loans. Went out and sold them to this company. And back then, it was all done through FedEx. You put loan packages, physical packages, in pack in, and then you ship them out to the department. And now you can do it digitally. Now it's all digital. <laughs> yeah, um, they you know Crazy. sign some stuff off. A couple of days later, you get a wire uh-huh. for the for the money, right? Right, right, right. Um, and we do this. You know, we send out our normal package like we did every other every other week. Um, and then we get a package back in the mail, and it says return to sender. What happened? You know, and then I'm like, it's like to the guy, I talk to the guy and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, what's what's happening here? And he's like, turn on the TV. The crash. And, you know, it's like I'm, we're so involved in the minutia of the business that I, I was like, this is not going to affect us. Mm-hmm. The Literally, the bank, the bankers that we would sell to on news were being held, were being let out in handcuffs. Oh shit! Damn. <laughs> you know, and, and if anyone knows in the business, you can you know who that company was. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Um, so all of a sudden, I owe twenty five million dollars, and I have nowhere to put it. Dang. You know. So how did you go? How did you uh, turn around? Turn that around? So you know, we have to you know f- f- 
convinced these people to take a different kind of loan that somebody else would buy and or or we sold them off at a discount at mm. you know pennies on the dollar and you know and, and so that you just was, lost profit we lost a ton of money mm-hmm. you know so that was the that was the time that i had two business partners at the time that we just said look that's it you know we're, we're you know we we held off for probably another year six months to a year um there was a lot of infighting between our our, our partnerships so we decided to walk away mm. um but I, I say this story because, like I said, I failed, right? It was like, For you know, sure. I, right, you know right, right, I, right. I had this built, this empire, or so I thought, mm-hmm. and it all came crashing down, right? We didn't protect ourselves from the market. We didn't protect ourselves from different things. But it got to a point where, where for six to nine months, I was depressed and I did nothing. Hmm. And I sat there on my couch and it was just like, I didn't want to do anything, you know, because I felt like a failure and I felt like I hadn't done my job for my family and I had, you know, let a lot of people down. Right. Right. And I felt that, you know, that how, wh- where do I go from here? Where do I go from here? And for the longest time, I didn't want to do anything, you know, and, and, and it's not like I had a ton of money because I didn't, you know, and yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. you know, change my lifestyle and, you know, <laughs> adapted and, yeah. and it just was not working out, you know, and, and eventually after, six to nine months, you know, it's just, I remember talking to people and, you know, some people got in my ear and they were like, dude, you got to wake up, mm. you know, you got, you got to change things. And, and, you know, luckily I was able to, to, but I started from the beginning again. What did you do? If you, if you want me asking. No, I, so I, at the, at the beginning I pivoted and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go work for, you know, a real estate, a friend of mine had a real estate company mm. that was selling foreclosures, like REO properties um, and I was like, okay, that's enough. It, it's real estate related enough that I can understand, but it has nothing to do with mortgages. And I didn't want to touch that. You know, <laughs> I imagine you'd be kind of, uh, <laughs> but I had relationships at all the banks, right? I know the banker lingo. Mm-hmm. I know what they're looking for. So I became a great, uh, liaison between the real estate agents selling those foreclosure properties and the banks nice. looking to dispose of their assets. Talk about still leveraging your resources, yeah, right? Yeah, so I was able to, to figure that out and we did that for, for a couple of years. Um, and then when that started kind of drying out, I went back into the mortgage business. A buddy of mine worked at a big bank and he said, hey, we're looking to hire. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you're looking for a manager. What are you looking for? <laughs> He's like, no, I need a, an assistant. Mm. And I said, what? He's like, yeah, I need an assistant to come help me package my loans hmm. and I took the job hmm. you know five years later I was running you know a credit union I was running a couple banks uh, doing running operations for a couple different places oh shit that's that's an amazing story you know <laughs> I mean I, I don't even know what, what I would do if I I was building something and a financial crash happened so now I'm actually curious how are you preparing for that with this whole crazy you know economy going with this inflation and you heard about the brand, the banks from silicon valley as yeah. we're talking about this thing well i mean look it's it's interesting because i think we're in a in a in a time right now um where it doesn't mimic a lot of of there's not a lot of similarities between a lot of the crashes that we've had in the past really right? there is some similarities but there's a lot of things that are happening inversely or happening a little bit differently mm. you know if you look at charts and you look at numbers and stuff and we're not going to get into you know some of that stuff you know right it's too detailed um, it's too detailed and it's boring because <laughs> i can speak for hours and then thanks, I'll bore. For be- thanks for being honest <laughs> yeah i'll just bore people i'll just bore people you know um but there's things that i think you know reading the market um you know in my opinion I, i'm not seeing a real estate crash coming okay you know, we don't see values. We don't, you know, one of the things that we're following is, is like I said, is data, right? We're right. looking at foreclosure uh, rates. Foreclosure rates are still pretty low. We're looking at the fact that I think the last number I saw was like 
45% of all homeowners have at least 20% equity in their properties. Hmm. Um, you know, it, there's there's equity in properties right now, so there's there's you know there's some safeguards in place. Um, not only that, I've for me personally, I've adjusted my business. Right. Um, so the fact that now we're working with private investor money, mm. um, it's different, right? Because we're not aligned from correct. government. And because we're not aligned by the government. We're not looking at Fannie Mae guidelines. We're not looking at the, you know, if they change this or they change that. Right, 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 when right. they raise their rates, it didn't it's really affect us. It's not really going to affecting us because, you know, I, I represent investors' money. Right. Um, and my returns on their money are still bigger and larger than the banks are because mm. like I said quite frankly our interest rates are a lot higher uh, we're more expensive than a bank okay so but you guys provide a lot more value Oop. we'll, we'll, get, we'll more provide value. something that they can't get anywhere else mm -hmm. right so when we do that the investors that we're pooling our money from you know uh, who fund our loans we're providing them a, a, a pretty big return hmm. so you know when there's little financial turmoil it actually benefits us a little bit because You know, because there are a lot of these guys are, you know, I can provide a bigger return than the stock market. I can provide a bigger return than the 401ks. I can mm. provide a bigger return than they, their IRAs. So they rather give us the money to use because our... Because they, they know that you can, you can, you can back your, your well, actions yeah, up, right? Well, that's exactly it. We, you know, we have a track record. Track we record. have a history. But not only that, all their investments are backed by, by real estate, are collateralized. Hmm. You know, there's equity in every loan that we do. So they're protected, and that's been my job is to build that, to build those investor relations that they know that they can put their money with us to be able to, that are protected, you know? But, you know, there is some fear, right? Because, you know, if, if there's, the, the if banks crash and there's liquidity issues, then yeah, we can have some problems, mm -hmm. right? Because, but that affects everybody. For sure, it has I, to affect there, everybody. There's bigger, there's bigger ramifications if we're seeing a liquidity crisis. My opinion, It's uh, we don't see we're not it's not going to happen. Okay. You know I think with the, with a couple of things that the government has put in place where the FDIC is looking to insure a little bit higher and they're going to see some adjustments so I think to the FDIC in the next couple of months. Right, right, right. It's some big adjustments. You know some things that I've heard or, or things that I've read. You know that two hundred fifty thousand dollar number is going to change. Uh, there's going to be some big adjustments to the FDIC. Interesting. And 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 just to let you know, Byron, I'm not a numbers guy. I mean I'll look at it and I like solving problems, but every time someone like this talks about numbers. I stay quiet. I'm like absorbing <laughs> things, huh? Trying to internalize things, put two and two together. Okay, this kind of makes sense a little bit. So I'm trying to simplify it for my little brain. So thank you for you know explaining to the simplest possible. You know, so yeah, I, 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 I try, I try to because like I said, I I know, like my kids <laughs> tell me or my fiance says, it's I can get boring, and I people could tune me out, you know, pretty quickly. Um, and I get it, right? Like cause some of the stuff I do, I talk about is deep, and you know, don't Numbers get me don't, don't get me started talking about cryptos and things oh, like that, no. you know. Um, so I can get boring. So I know that sometimes, like, look, I, I have to explain it in a way where it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I had a question I was going to ask you regarding. Um, so, so you guys, because of your track record and your experiences and your past history, um, with some of the records that you've done. This is why the banks trust you. And now, assuming that a business or an investor comes to you, this is why you know what how to help them, but also figuring out how you guys can work with each other, right? Well, yeah. So, I mean, a big part of what we've done is, like I said, built the relationships with, with the investors to fund our loans. Right. But we also have experience on the front end. He mean to help the end user, meaning the business owner or the person who's looking to finance a property. Um, and we can help them 
you know, hey, look, I'm looking to flip a property. Well, we've done that. Where right? we know we have we have a book of business where we've we've helped hundreds of people do that. So I can help you analyze your numbers and say, hey, look, you know, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. Uh, and even though I mean not be a contractor or a designer or whatnot, I know where the numbers make sense, and right, I can tell right. you, look, you're gonna make money on this project, or mm. you're not gonna make money in this project. Gotcha, or don't gotcha, gotcha. go with these appliances, or don't go with this finishes because it's gonna cut into your budget. So, so I'm I'm just curious. I mean, there's two things I want to ask. The process that you guys go about in working with investors and, and, and people who want to fund a project through real estate and what kind of people that you work with on a day-to-day basis? Um, so the kind of people that we work with on a day-to-day basis is pretty much everybody, right? It, it's, it's, well, I what don't say everybody. Like? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, A, we teach people how to invest in real estate, mm-hmm. right? So we want, I have a big passion, like I, I think I've mentioned, education for me is a big passion. Uh, not only that, uh, you know, serving the underserved communities and something I, we can talk about a little bit more is is the opportunities for for um, underserved communities to be able to invest in real estate. Okay, we'll talk about that. And not investing in real estate in buying a house per se, but the bigger picture, investing in funds and investing mm. in 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 securities side of it, right? Which is a big which is a big thing, and that's where the real money's at in this business. Interesting. Um, so we deal with with you know those people of that nature but for the most part most of our our clients are are professional investors okay meaning property investors that have a have a portfolio of properties and own several properties are looking to you know bridge a gap between doing this or being doing something of that nature so that's the major part of our business um and to to court investors to fund loans now that's the hard part Mm -hmm. right because most people who do that um you can't like google Rich people who have money who want to fund your loans, right? right, 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 how, right. So how do you find that information? How do you find those people? Because those informations are most, most often private, private, private or even like non-existent. It, it really is non-existent, yeah. right? So that's all relationships. Mm-hmm. It's That's, that's where true. the 20 years of being in the business has helped out. Interesting. So let's say someone who is getting started, they have a portfolio and they want to get started with a project with you. What, what does your process entail or look like? Um, so our process is simple. Mainly it's you speak to me. Mm-hmm. Right. You talk to me. I'll look at your project. I'll look at what what are you trying to accomplish? Right. Are you looking to build more more wealth? Are you trying to build more equity? Are you trying to buy more properties? Are you trying to build something? Um, and I look at what your needs are. OK. Right. And based off of that, either I leverage your portfolio. We look at new properties. We you know, so we'll, we'll put put to a, a very comprehensive analysis of what you're trying to do. Perfect. Cool. Thank you for explaining that. And because one of the things I want to provide value for people in here is that I'm sure there's people who are interested in finance or it bettering their financial education right for someone who has no experience with investing and they want to get into other things like real estate or building up their portfolios where would you recommend them to start that's a tough one right and, that's, and, and it that's, varies right no, it varies for and, sure and it's a tough one and i say this because of this because there is not no not many resources out there mm. it's one of those it's one of those things that um in my opinion has been held very tightly Right. Um, and those who have, have, and those who don't, don't. Gotcha. Right. And it's, it's, it's you know, people always talk about generational wealth and mm-hmm. generation. Well, real estate is the biggest generational wealth builder there is. Right. There's, you know, I, I, I talk to people all the time where it's like, you know, I inherited a portfolio of 250 properties, you know, or this or that. And there's, and there's, it's generational wealth and it's, and it's been in these family lines for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. So nobody, and those families teach, right. They teach their kids. This is how you do it. This is how you keep growing our business and growing the business. And it's great, but it's hard to tap into that. 
because nobody teaches you, right? Mm-hmm. Because so we'll get a little bit into the weeds and some of this part of stuff, but just something that because it, it, it's passionate, it's something that I'm very passionate about. Right, right. Is is in order to invest into some of the bigger like investment funds, uh, into REITs, into uh, mortgage funds, and a couple of different things of that nature, um, you have to be with the with the Securities and Exchange Commission or the SEC deem an accredited an investor. And what does that mean? Right, and that's and so that's a good question, right? So there's a couple of ways to become an accredited investor, and you can go you know, look it up. You know, it's you have to have minimum make three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay, you have to have a minimum net worth of a million dollars, which does not include your primary residence. There's there's like six different ways to become an accredited investor. Okay, so once you have these. Uh, so accredited investor. Once, once you, once you're, once you're recognized as an accredited investor, it opens up the doors for what you can invest in. Okay. Right. So, so then, in in a sense, like a majority of people don't have the. I'm glad you bring that up. So, so to tap into this, which is what we're going to tap into the opportunities, right? And, and and that's the thing. So right now, and I don't have my numbers exactly right because I forgot that they didn't really prepare them for this. But as of right now, the last time I, I read. Only I think like it's two percent of the American population is considered an accredited investor. Wow! But it gets worse. Okay. That two percent controls ninety percent of the wealth of this country. Damn. Damn. <laughs> so tell me how that, how, that make how, sense? how that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they they pretty much have power. Yes. Control. So, so the right? average influence the, influence the other ninety eight percent of the population, the rest of us, right? Um. Invest in the seams like, oh, yeah, I have a 401k. Oh, I have my savings account. Right now, the average savings account is giving you an interest rate of 0.02%, oh. right? Uh, uh, money market account, maybe if you're lucky, is going to give you 2.5%. Uh, t- you know, c- uh, certificate of deposit is going to give you 35 to 4% interest rates, right? You're not going to get rich off of that. Right. You're never going to get rich off of that. Right. Right? Um, but then, then you invest in these funds where... I get my investors' returns of 13, 14, 15% on their wow. money because they're accredited investors. For sure. Because they're allowed to invest with mm. me. So tell me, you know, so one of the projects, the passion project that I've been working on, and, and it's been last two years in the making, and it's a lot of red tape, and it's dealing with the SEC and lawyers and a couple of different things and compliance and things. And it's not out yet. But one of the things that I'm trying to do is create an investment fund where you don't have to be an accredited investor. Gotcha. So it's more of the crowdfunding sourcing way, and that's kind of what we're trying to go about it. Mm. We haven't worked out all the details to it. That's, that's interesting. You know? um, yeah. In fact, I didn't even know how limited the opportunities to even reach, tap into the resources were. From what you're telling me, it's like, dude, like you have to make this much amount of money and have this yeah. much amount of of equity. And look, <laughs> and, and, and I understand the reasoning behind it, right? The reasoning behind right, right, it is right. because... You know, there was a time where I, you know, I came up and I said, hey, you know, look, here's my sheet. I can make you 20% interest. Mm-hmm. Give me your life savings. And and these grandmas gave people these their right, life savings right, right, right. and guys ran away with their money. Oh, no. There was no protection. Right. So now this is the protection. They're saying, look, if you check off these six boxes or some of them, we at least know that you're a savvy that, investor okay. and you know what you're getting okay. yourself into. So I don't feel bad if you lose your money. Okay. So then basically the idea behind it is protection for both parties correct 
but also to know that based on these data that these types of people have this status to be an accredited investor that they will actually become successful because we don't want to bankrupt somebody. Correct. Right? Yeah. So I understand the reasoning behind it, but what it does is it's created this world where, you know, only a certain group mm. of people get a chance to keep building that. It's kind of exclusive. It's very exclusive. I call it the country club investor, right? Mm. You know, and that's that's <laughs> all you get. That's all you get, you know? And, and and I'm passionate about teaching our communities, our underserved, the Latino community, that just any any community that, that, you know, has not had a lot of the opportunities to build that up because right. we don't get a lot of that education, mm. right? We're not told Absolutely. about these things. We're not told about these opportunities that, that maybe – hey, look, I could become an accredited investor or I can invest in a fund and I can do this. But we're told, hey, you get a job, you go put your money in the savings account or once you're set, you have a 401k. Wow. And right? that's usually it, right? And that's what and that's where it ends. And, you know, you're okay. And, you know, you 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 know you div, live a decent life, but you yeah. don't build wealth. Mm. And what do you, what what's your definition by wealth? That's a good question. You know, I think because, you know, wealth to me is, 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 you know, freedom and liberties, but mm. you know, I, I think I'm I'm so deep into this light, the world, this world, <laughs> right, right, right. That it's it's hard for me to define wealth because okay. I see it on a daily basis and I see these crazy exorbitant numbers mm -hmm. that just it look. There's numbers on a spreadsheet to me. Okay, okay, okay. You know? Gotcha, gotcha. The reason I asked because you mentioned you know uh, it's. Uh, it's creating, accumulating this wealth, and some people, you know, they're. Their I mean, look, I can tell you, wealth. I can tell you, the traditional, you know, definition of wealth, of wealth is, is that if with what you've built, you can impact your next three generations. Nice, I like that. I like that. Definition. That's usually what the traditional, uh, you know, true wealth is. And that's why I call it generational wealth. If you can impact the next three generations. It's, 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 there's a cycle, and, and, and it says that if within three generations you usually will either lose it all, yeah. <laughs> And, and and it's interesting that you mentioned that because even then, even if I have come across, you know, millionaires and people who have made a lot of money, wealth, the aspect of the definition of wealth isn't really defined. It's like wealth is like happiness. Wealth is, you know, health, right? It can be, right, from all kinds of definitions. So, but I like how you mentioned it. It's, or from that end, that you can be passed down to a generation, assuming that it can, you know, help them not just survive, but thrive. You set them up, yeah. But, you know, it, it, and to me, I, I use a different definition, not definition, but I use a different uh, subject on it. You know, and, I, and I've guided my life and I build and I, when I coach people and I mentor people and right, I talk right, to right. people. To me, it's not about building wealth, right? That's a factor. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's more about success. Okay. And the question I always ask people is, what does success mean to you? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because so, we can be all be successful in a different form, right? Right, right, right. You know, I, I, I coached one guy a long time ago, and I, when I asked him his definition of, of success was, he goes, I want to be able to play golf three times a week. Wow. He goes, if I can play golf three times a week, I know I'm successful. Mm. You know, I spoke to somebody else, you know, who said, if I can work till 2 o'clock every day and be home to feed my kids and watch TV and help them with their homework, to me, that's being successful. That's powerful. Right. But then you talk to somebody else and they say, I want a Lamborghini. <laughs> Once I get my Lamborghini, that's success. Right? And, and I'm not saying uh, and neither one of them is wrong. Right, 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 right. Neither right. one of them is I, wrong. I just thought it was funny because, you know, like the material aspect. Yeah, of, of right? So, so everybody has a different definition of success. And that's part of how I coach in, at salespeople, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's finding that out. Okay. Because now I know what's going to drive you. Right. Right? Now I know, you know, some people. How to motivate them. You know, like I can tell you myself. Um, and it sounds weird to say, but I'm not motivated by money. 
I can see that. Right? Uh, to me, it's not about how much money I've made or making, right? It's the fact that the people that I that I take care of, the people that I'm responsible for have what they need. They're comfortable. They're living the lives that they want. Um, to me, that's more important. Nice. You know, it's not a number. It's not about, uh, uh, you know, being able to, to say, hey, this is what my checking account looks like. Or, right, some, right, right. you know, it has nothing to do with that. It's more about coming home and being able to enjoy those times with people, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's not about freedom. Uh, about freedom, yeah. But it's to me, it's not about money. I'm not motivated by money. I'm more motivated by legacy and leaving something behind that, that 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 you know my my loved ones and my family and um you know can can say you know what he accomplished something that we're proud of mm. you know he he made a difference um even if it's a small thing in my little sphere of my world you know that i've made a difference and to me that's that's my driving force Love right that. to educate people to teach people and to help people on the path and you know when i you know I, I, I tell a story that one of the things that's impacted my life the most in business um, was one of the guys that I, I took uh, that one of the jobs I had. You know, he was a, a mortgage guy, and he had just got in the business, or he had been in the business for a couple of years and struggling, kind of always struggling to get by. Um, you know, and I taught him some stuff, and I never really thought I made. You know, I don't remember a whole lot of you know the interactions with him because you know, I, like I said, I had a hundred employees, right? <laughs> for so, sure. but I did. I put a lot of I put a lot of effort into everybody that I talked to, and everybody was just it was not going through the motions, and I you know did this and that. Fast forward, I want to say maybe a year and a half or two years, we were at a little cocktail party, like a networking event, and then I'm grabbing a drink, and then I get a tap on the shoulder, you know, and I turn around, and it's this guy, um, and he's like, hey, Byron, what's up? And I'm like, hey, man, what's up, what's up, what's up, you know, saying hi, and he was with his wife, and he's like, he's like, do you have a quick second? And I was like, yeah, sure, and he grabs his wife, and he says, and he says, I just want to tell you, both of him and his wife were saying, she goes, he's like, I just, we just want to tell you that we closed escrow on our first house, he goes, a week ago. Hmm. If it wasn't for the things that you taught me and motivated me to do, I would have never have been able to accomplish that. Wow. You know, and things like that to me make a difference, mm -hmm. right? I, I've made an impact on somebody's life. Right. It had nothing to do with how much money I made. For sure. Right? But it had a difference in somebody's life. And to me, that's, so that's why I always talk about, tell people it's, it's you know, it's success and like, what is that? What's what is that for you, right? What does that mean to you? Because, you know, we all have a different definition, and we all want to accomplish different things in life. And 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 I like that you 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 pointed it out too, because I would feel a lot of the younger generations can be distorted by what success and wealth means to them, because they think that it's fame, recognition, or materialistic possessions. Yeah. But ultimately, from a lot of people that we, that I talk in, uh, I invite here as a guest. They oftentimes, especially if they're successful in their field, it's it's the definition of, of what makes them happy. And, yeah. and it's creating that self-awareness of what is a fulfilling and quality life for them. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and it's true. It, it, it's I think, you know, it, it's it's easy, right? Because we've all fallen, you know, uh, uh, prey to it is, is to right. get caught up with the Joneses and get caught up in the materialistic things and want this and I want that and I want to you know, success is a private flying on a private jet oh. and doing this. And it's, you know, <laughs> and it's all this money and showing it on my social media feed and do this and that, you know, and for some people that may be success, right? right? I get it. Um, you know, but not for everybody else. Mm -hmm, for sure. So uh, that's, that's my thing too, is, is, is the way you motivate people, the way you lead somebody is, is, is it's personal. Love that. Right. It's personal. And it's, I, if I know what you're looking for to accomplish in life, then I can help you roadmap that and get there. Love that. Thank you for sharing that. I, I do want to pivot into that um, opportunity program that you mentioned. And even then, because um, 
just 98% people that don't have access, like what are some resources that you're providing and educating them so that they can be guided towards the right direction or at least more towards whatever success or wealth means to them? Yeah, no, and look, and, and, and the, the problem right now is that there isn't any resources, you know, at least in my opinion, right? Gotcha. I've looked for stuff and there's some stuff out there, you know, and and then this and the courses that that are out there are a you have to you know have money to buy these courses, and then the courses you know they don't teach you much, right? It, it's it's they're oh invest in real estate. We'll show you how to flip properties, and mm. you know I'll buy my book and I'll show you how to do this, buy this or do this, you know. And they're selling you a product, you know, and and I just that doesn't sit well with me, right? Um, Monetizing so, their knowledge. It, and look, and I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. right? I understand it's a bit we're business people. We're, we're all, you know, make a living, so monetize it. And I understand as long as you're giving something of true value. True value. Right? Because a lot of these courses that people take, um, and I'm not talking about all of them. There's some good ones out there, but a lot of these courses that, that there are out there don't, don't teach you a whole lot, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's an opportunity for the guy to make, you know, $1,500 because you showed up to a seminar for right, a couple right, of days, right? right? Um, or bought his book, or do this or that, and you know, and there's some resources that are you know have actual value. So there's not a lot, and that's just one aspect of investing, right? It's a, by t- teaching you how to buy and sell real estate. But there's so many other avenues, right? Like I said, the investing in REITs, they're investing in debt funds, and investing in this and stock. You know, people think, oh, I'm going to hire, you know, a, a you know Merrill Lynch guy, or I'm going to hire you know a banker, and I'm going to give them, and you know, and we do, we trust those people, right, right. right. Right, but they're still only limited to what they give us because they're only going to offer you, for the most part, what you ask for. Mm. Right? Those guys are a lot more transactional. Right? They're getting they're getting ma- they're getting money off of your trades. They're making money off of every time they buy a stock for you or something. You know. So there's 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 I think there's a gap. Mm. Right? And this, that's one of the things that I want to do, and and I'm trying to develop it, and I'm working on it. You know. You know, it's just it's there's not a lot of resources for education on that. And, and that's the biggest challenge I've been coming across mm. It's it's I, I, if I was ready and I launched my fund, you know, this opportunity fund tomorrow, right. I, it's an uphill battle to educate people on how to, to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though I can pay, give you this opportunity, if you don't understand it, you know, it doesn't make, it's not going to make sense. So we're, sense. we're, so, you know, so part of the platform that we need to build is a lot more education behind mm. it. So that's, that's why it's taking longer than expected. Okay. And, and that's fine. It's, I think it's better that you're building something that can be, you know, suited for many people that you're trying to serve than to have a rushed product or program or service, whatever it is, right? Now, what what, what do you expect for this to come out? Because I'm, I'm actually curious myself. <laughs> when or where? Yeah, like, like oh. what's the time span? I, if, if everything goes well, it needs to happen this year, 2023. This year? Okay, so we're recording this in March. And it may be around this year. Yeah. Before okay. the end of the year, I would like to have some stuff out. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Well, I think I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that myself as well. Hopefully, you know, people that tap into these podcasts, because I'm putting out so much this year, um, they tap into this and see what whatever it is that you'd be up to. And then we'll put the links up in there for to get connected I appreciate with you. it now, definitely. Right. So for anybody that is tuning in as of right now, where can they get connected with you or just ask you for any more questions like this? So I'm all over social media. Yeah, you have you know, a couple multiple pages, I, right? Yeah, so our, our company page, um, either www.jssfinancial.com mm-hmm. uh, or at JSS Financial on all the social media platforms. Uh, to find me personally, uh, my my uh, my handle is the casual executive. 
Okay. You know, it's it's I've built that brand that I'm that I'm working on is is the fact that look this is how you see me show up to board meetings. <laughs> okay. You know I I the I casual the executive. casual executive. You know I like that. I, I see that. I've been in, in, in there's there's so you know there's like there's it, there's, like a, there's a there's a there's a I'm reasoning impressed. behind I'm there's impressed. a reasoning behind that because <laughs> look I can tell you this um I got into management and at the corporate level pretty young um also coming from you know uh, like I said immigrant background where I didn't have a lot of resources I didn't have a lot of you know my dad's a truck driver my mom's a seamstress you know so I didn't have that education where it's like oh this is the, this is how you buy a suit this is how you wear a tie and this and that right right right, right. so I remember coming to these board meetings you know, at banks, high-level executives, suits and everything. Right? With their, you know, they just got <laughs> their dress to the nines. You know, and and I'm, you know, I'm wearing my Macy suit or my Mervyn suit. If you know, if you're a little older. Oh man, you know, <laughs> just brought back some, <laughs> just brought back a memory. You know what I mean? And and it's like and and feeling that I didn't belong. Mm. You know, and then one of my mentors, and it's like an older uh, woman that 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 talked to me one day, and she said, you know, and I was quiet at these meetings, and I didn't say anything, and and she said. She said, you have a seat at this table for a reason, <laughs> right? And, and it took me a little bit of time to get into my own. And then I, and I, and I, and I was able to, to you know, come to the, to the conclusion where it's like, it didn't matter what I was dressed like or what I, was, what I looked like right, because, right. you know, what, what I have in here or what I had to say had more value than that. Well, you provided. You know, so, so that's where that kind of spurred spur from, you know, is the casual executive that, you know I what, like I, I can, you know, and not only that, we're in LA, you know, it's, we're more casual, right, you know, right, we're, right, we're right. t-shirts and jeans I, for, I think, for everything you know, we do. Nowadays, even then, a lot of people are starting to dismiss the idea that you have to be suit and tie yeah. in order to represent your business owner, the CEO, like, like that image or perception isn't as fitable. If anything, it's more of a style to, it is. to wear like that, right? It is, it is, yeah. So, but, you know, but that's where that, at least that, that came from. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's on social media. I'm, I'm the casual executive. Nice. And then what what does JSS stand for, if you mind me asking? It's just the initials of our kids. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And you built that up there from there. Now, as far as um, the things that you're looking for besides that program, what are some of the things that you're excited for, for your business, even for yourself? Um, so for the business, we're, we're looking to expand right now. We're doing some, some, some growth, um, looking to expand it to other territories, uh, other states. So we're kind of trying to build our model and, and just replicate it, right? Something that we can okay. do, you know, multiply it over and over again. So that's, that's our, one of the, our goals for 2023 is that nice. is to expand even, you know, it's a, it's a, a calculated growth, you know, so expand a little bit. Uh, for me personally, and it's something I teach and I talk about all the time, especially for business owners, is is what's your exit plan? Mm. You know, um, I'm I'll be 44 next week or in two weeks from now. You sure? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll be 44. <laughs> so I still have some time in me. Um, no, but, I'm just saying that because you don't look like your 40s. Oh, I appreciate no. it. I appreciate it. But you know, I still have some time in me uh, in the business. But I still, but I already want to start looking at at you know how do I how do I exit the business. Mm. And, and and I know I'm realistic. I know I don't think I'll ever exit the business 100, percent right? <laughs> but you want to have that just in case. But what do I, but what do I need to do? What do I need to set in motion now so that in 10 years from now I can take a step back? Mm, if that ever needs to happen, not if because it has to. Oh, when when you yes. know when? But when I need to step back, but the business can continue running. Mm, right, 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 right. So to me, you know, that's my personal part of it is, is that's one of the things that I'm working on is, 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 and I'm still not, not there yet. Right. I'm, I'm building some marketing platforms, right. social media stuff. And you're te- teaching your kids. And teaching to... my son. Yeah. But, you know, and, and trying to, trying to, you know, build something that, that we can be proud of and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, uh, but it's also something that I can, 
you know, hopefully at some point, you know, walk away from a little bit where I can still, it can still succeed and it can still move, you know, and maybe I'm, I'm out doing interviews. I'm out, you know, talking, you know, speaking or doing things. Well, of that speaking maybe. of which you are pivoting to that, right? Like where you're trying to put out more branding and content. Talk to us to some of your ideas on that end. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're definitely, you know, trying to do like the rest, you know, and, 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 you know, put out some content. Um, you know, we've struggled a little bit and we've talked to you about yeah, it. And right, I think that's right, how we right, met. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, taking a lot of advice from you and, and trying to build that brand and, 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 and I, you know, I've been, I struggled with that a little bit because, you know, I've put out content and I've kind of shotgunned in a little bit and I've tried a, lots of different approaches right, and right, see right, what right. sticks, um, without finding our niche and a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of doing it our way. So we're still developing that and, and kind of putting that out there, um, because I, I want my personality to come through and I want to be able to speak. Uh, but I do know that my topics can sometimes be a little bit dry, um, well, it's 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 funny that you mentioned that because, as as dry quote unquote, the uh, uh, conversations behind finance, mortgage, real estate has been in the past few years. I think there's a new wave that's coming into it. It's just how do you position that in a way where it is interesting, right? Like like there's a lot of of out now content on just TikTok and even Instagram and YouTube where they're educating people in a funny way yes. or an interesting and entertaining way. And and I talked to a lot about this to other business owners where before, like the casual way of creating content of informative, just talking about the story was just the way to do it. But then even for me, someone who is very invested in social media, I'm looking at like, dang, how do they even think of yeah. this thing? You know, like like for example... And it's probably the, you, you, it's, it's probably the, one of the most stupidest thing I've ever seen. But like, not not stupid. Sorry, I wouldn't even call it that. I just think that it's it's so simple yet so doable. Like I've seen real estate, these these groups of real estate guys, they're doing trends while talking about real estate. Yeah. You know, they're they're dancing, they're, yeah. they're having fun with it, and they're getting followers, and it's like they're they're getting a bunch of like exposure. Now I don't know if that's working for them, but if they really want a brand, they got it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And and that's and that's the the stuff that I'm struggling with, uh-huh. right? Because I see that too and I'm like, do I do I mimic <laughs> that and try to become that or try to you know and I, that's not me. It's not who I am. Right, 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 right. Um so I'm trying to do it my own way, uh-huh. you know, and, and I've tried to educate people but it comes off dry and it's it's hard to capture mm-hmm. So we're trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I think just me personally, I do better in this format. For sure. Long, long format where I can, I can explain and I can talk because I can talk a lot. Branding. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and I can, I'm more of a conversationalist and I can reach out and I can, you know, share with people and talk. So I think this format does better for me. Um, but trying to figure out, and I know that's one of the conversations you and I had a while back was about how, how to build the short format to build to your long format and kind of vice versa. Yeah, I, so. I could see why you want to lean towards a podcast, especially watch once mm-hmm. once we come up with the content. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to like put them together. Yeah, you know, because like I I I got some solid content. That that those are some of the reasons why I ask certain questions is because I position it in yeah. a way where when I strip this into a content, it, it would make sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. No, and and that's and that's one of the things that I, that that's why. I, you know, when you invited me on, I, I jumped on the opportunity because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you saw the opportunity. I'm excited. <laughs> honestly, it's more of this, and it's a selfish thing. I'm excited to see what you do with this. Oh man! Right? I, like, I'm really excited. I, hope, I actually hope most people see that because there's a reason why I invite certain people, and it's not just for the aspect of me, you know, creating more reach, but 
it's for them to also get the content that I think that would serve them. Oh, like I said, right. I, I'm, I'm coming into this 100% selfishly <laughs> saying, hey, I'm going to steal this content to be able to promote myself, right? You selfish guy. Right? Look, I know I, it is what it is, right? Like That's just how it is, right? We, we work off of each other and, right, and right. I hope to add value to you, you and will, be able to, you will, you will. You know, be able to, to share with you and, and be able to do some of that stuff. So, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that guy who's just trying to take people's stuff, but, <laughs> but I'm excited because I, you know, somebody who's like, that's a professional, you know, I'm like, oh, I, I want to see how this turns out. Right? <laughs> oh, it's because... gonna look great. It's gonna look great. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's let's uh, pivot towards the end right now, so that way we don't take too much of your time. You already drove out here from Agoura Hills, so. Um, speaking of which, for topping it off, I, we already mentioned where people can find you. Um, for anybody listening right now, whether business owners or people who are just looking to learn, do you have any last messages or any promotions, anything you want to put out to for people to hear? Um, look, I, I, I'm not going to promote anything. You know, I promoted myself. I, you know, hopefully, I mean, you already did yeah, I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, I, you guys know how to contact us and reach out and we'd love to help you out. We love helping people. We love educating people. We love people guiding people down the, the right path. Um, but I will leave people with, with one thing, right? And this is just something that, that I'm passionate about is invest in yourself. You know, like I, I remember once I, I did a, did another interview once and somebody said, what's the biggest investment as a, as a finance guy, what's the biggest investment somebody can make? And yourself. I said, invest in yourself. And he was kind of got taken aback because he was expecting me to say real estate or yeah, the yeah, stock market, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, it's invest in yourself. And I know that's a, that's a kind of a, a cliche term that people throw around a lot. No, I like um, it. But, it, you know, it, it's see value in yourself, see value in, in reading, uh, studying, and, 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 and sharpen your, your, your tools and, and know your craft. You know, if you want to, you know, like I've always told my kids or anybody that I get the chance to mentor who's younger, it's I don't care what you do, but mm-hmm. be the best at it. Right, Outwork right, right. everybody. You know, invest in yourself. Be the best that you can be at what you do. You know, learn about it. Learn about, you know, every aspect of it. You know, hire somebody, a mentor, talk to people. You know, do, do anything that you can to, to build value for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's gonna help propel your career and your for future sure. and your success. Yeah, and, and that's just like how you you've done it for yourself. You're very invested in yourself, or yeah. you said obsessed. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> a little bit obsessed, I think. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thanks for coming by over here, Byron. I appreciate your time to share some of your knowledge and your story as well. Um, for everybody listening, I hope you guys enjoyed. Right. So thanks again, Byron. Uh, no, I appreciate it. Thanks for the time, and uh, you know, I, I had a lot of fun. Awesome. I'm glad you did. All right. For anybody tuning in, we'll see you guys in the next episode.